Don't you wish your failures were a mess like me? Don't you wish your failures were insane like me? I don't you? Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of You Have Failed With Me, Sam Vader, where this week we are talking about... Wait, what do you mean I can't talk about that? Well, yeah, the show's called You Have Failed, yeah. Well, it doesn't matter that nobody's failed on the show yet, does it? You Have Failed doesn't doesn't mean... Okay, I'll... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sick one. So, guys, I've been informed, and I'm going to pretend I didn't notice, but I had. The show's called You Have Failed, and uh, quite frankly, no one, well, nothing has failed on the show yet, except for uh, me as, as the guy who makes it, and, you know, that's just because I am a born and bred failure. But uh, it's a very good point that's been brought to my attention, that no one has failed on the show yet. And uh, that wasn't intentional, it just so happens I've been talking a lot about things I'm very passionate about the last however many weeks I've been putting out episodes now. But, you know what? People are right. We need to fail on this show. Well, things other than me need to fail on this show. So that, uh, (sighs) that brings me to the topic of the day. Something that I, well, I'm going to spoil now, will fail. It has failed. I can't stand it. <sighs> Today, fellas, lads, ladies, women, horses of all ages, we are discussing Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi. Oh, God. And the problem... <laughs> the problem with this episode is going to be as well. Every other <laughs> week, I've at least watched some of the program or played a bit of the game or read or whatever I needed to do before before the episode to just try and refresh my mind. But the problem I had this week in, in coming up with with the, this and deciding I'm going to put in something finally that failed for once is every time I sat down, despite the fact I'm in quarantine and I've got nothing better to do with my time, um, except I found something better to do with the time, but I'm not announcing that just yet. Um... Yeah, every time I tried to sit down to to watch The Last Jedi, I just didn't. Uh, There was one time, genuinely, I thought, right, I'll put it on, I'll watch it and and get some things ready in my head to talk about on the podcast. And uh, what what happened instead was I put the disc in to my PlayStation, I sat on my bed and uh, stared at the wall for about 30 minutes, decided, fuck that, I'm not watching this film, and then... uh, walked outside and sat and read my book, watching my birds on my bird feeders. Um, and quite frankly, I'd rather talk about the vast array of birds in the garden, not because, you know, I, I, I can't talk about The Last Jedi, but because thinking about it makes me feel nauseous. Um, and that's not to dig on anyone who likes The Last Jedi. If, if someone manages to enjoy it, honestly, good for them. And at the same time, I'm not saying, you know, I hate the Star Wars franchise. The thing I'd like to make very clear from the start is I love Star Wars with the prequel, sequel, original, spin-off, TV show, Christmas special. As a package, I love Star Wars. Doesn't mean I like everything that's put out in it. 
So there are certain films like Last Jedi that I do dislike. But as a brand, I love Star Wars the whole way through. Like I love Star Wars that much that this film being bad can't make me dislike the franchise any less. I just dislike the particular film. And I know it, it, uh, it was a quite a divisive film, as was Rise of Skywalker. I personally didn't dis- dislike Rise of Skywalker. I didn't think it was great or outstanding, but Rise of Skywalker was a good film. Some people thought it was disgusting. I enjoyed it from the point of view of fun, but I get where there are a lot of problems, and I'm not denying that. The plot's ridiculous, but, you know, I chose to overlook that in spite of some of the moments in the film that were really fun and stood out. The Last Jedi, I'm on the side that couldn't stand it, but I understand that some people, some people did like it. So, to start this video off, I suppose, a, not video, podcast, King's Eyes, don't kill me, I slept up, sorry. To start off this podcast, not video, I've been, sorry, I've been having a lot of slip-ups recently where I've been saying YouTube instead of Twitter, views instead of listens, video instead of podcast, or vice versa. I'm very sleep-deprived recently, haven't been sleeping much, and that's, my brain is frazzled and I've been trying to sort out a few things, so... Excuse any uh, slip-ups I have today. If you want to pick me up on it, join the Discord and do that. Follow me on Twitter and do that. Pick me up on it. Cool. Don't mind, but there might be a few more slip-ups. Because <laughs> I'm very sleep-deprived. Anyway, on to the last Jedi. I feel like we'll start off this podcast with the one scene I enjoyed. And break that down. and then And then break down the rest of the mess of the film. So, the one scene I liked, you've got a angry Luke Skywalker going to burn down a tree, because apparently, you know, he doesn't, I, I, yeah, he's one of those people now, he's like, I don't care about nature, burn the trees, we, we don't need them for oxygen, whatever, no, we, we know why, but I, uh, I'm not going into that, because the film, sh- it literally, that's how I feel about this film. Anyway, so Luke Skywalker goes to burn down a tree. And then the fourth ghost of one, Yoda, shows up and basically just sets the tree on fire with lightning that he summoned through the force. But not force lightning, just actual lightning. But even though he's dead, he can still do that because he's that powerful because he's motherfucking Yoda. And and there's a, then you get a little conversation between Yoda and Luke. He's like, hmm, young Skywalker, missed you I have. And the conversation between Luke and Yoda felt so Star Wars, where Yoda's talking about failure and how it's the greatest teacher, echoing back to Luke when he, in episode five when he failed against Vader, and, you know, rushed off to face him and, and failed and did and did not and tried and, you know, all this thing. And it's it's that speech that does eventually empower Luke to go on to make the sacrifice he does at the end of the film. Uh, but that one scene, the scene between Yoda and Luke, is the one scene in the film that I watched and thought, this is this has the heart of Star Wars in it again. Because the rest of the film, whether to its uh, positives or negatives, depending on your outview, and Ryan Johnson admits this himself, he tried to do something completely different. And in a way, hats off to him there. He tried to go outside the box and try something different. The problem with Star Wars is that it's Star Wars. It's not like the Marvel Cinematic Universe where every film is connected, but you can have a different tone. This is Star Wars. It it has themes and tones that run throughout each film that have them 
one to nine is one linear story. The spin-offs were allowed to be different because they are spin-offs. But ep- the episodic films are meant to be one linear linear line. So trying to be something completely different doesn't work. And that's where, whilst, yes, in a way, I praise Ryan Johnson for trying something different. Because, you know, it's a good idea on paper to try something different. It doesn't work when you're doing something like Star Wars. Because he's a good director. Knives Out was a good film. But Star Wars, the episodic saga, is too linear of a story with set themes and characters and ideals running through that changing the premise of that is a bit, it it doesn't work. And if you've listened to my previous Star Wars podcast, you know, I mentioned how the main themes are, as George tried to get across, George Lucas tried to get across, is, you know, on the basic level, it's philosophy for children, light versus dark. But the big one, hope, you know, and standing up for what's right, one's friends, one's family. And the overall tragedy of the thing is one's family constantly trying and failing to do the right thing. And actually, that is one thing that is shown during the film, but at the detriment of ruining another character. And that is Luke Skywalker, because they show where, once again, he fails. And this harkens back to that Yoda scene I said again, where it's all about failure. So, yes, the idea of failure works in the Star Wars thing, because that is what the Skywalker saga is about. It's a tragic failure in the Skywalker family, constantly trying but failing to do the right thing. But, and, you know, then learning from that failure and from one's mistakes, it's a brilliant thing, the Skywalker saga. But you then run into the problem that in this film, it was at the detriment of one of the most iconic Star Wars characters ever, <laughs> Luke Skywalker. You can't You can't ruin Luke Skywalker for the sake of your story. But unfortunately, that is the path that Ryan Johnson chose to chose to take. And what was really heartbreaking about this was how wrong Mark Hamill felt it was. Mark Hamill is a brilliant actor, voice actor, and he is Luke Skywalker to the core. He's played him since 1977. He was there with the original Star Wars. So when you've got Luke Skywalker himself saying, look, this isn't what Luke would do, you listen to him. Because then you get a Luke Skywalker that does something completely out of character. And that is when he tries to murder young Ben Solo. Which, okay, you can make the argument that's a very Anakin thing to do. And it was showing how similar Luke is to his father. Maybe, but that completely different scenarios there. That's Anakin was on the dark side when he killed the younglings. Luke was very much brilliant Jedi at this point, you know, and he was trying to kill the guy kid because he sensed the dark side in him, which means that if Luke was tapping into the dark side, that wouldn't be such a bad thing. And the biggest problem with this premise is that. You look at the original trilogy again, and maybe you shouldn't compare. Maybe that's that's the big problem with the Star Wars fandom right now. It's too much comparing, and that is why I stick on the ground that I love Star Wars regardless. I don't enjoy the film of The Last Jedi, but I still love Star Wars. If you love the prequels, great. If you love the sequels, great. If you love the originals, great. If you love all three, great. That's fine. So maybe we shouldn't compare at the end of the day, but this is obviously a review and my opinions on it, so I will be comparing slightly but it's more for the sake of 
not comparing films, but comparing one character. If you look at Luke Skywalker, he's the guy who, despite his own faults, looked at Darth Vader, like the second most evil man in the entire galaxy, right? Committing many war crimes and doing many, many horrible things, if you've read the comics and books. Like, Vader, despite being my hero, he wasn't a nice guy, right? He, He was terrible. And that's maybe why I love him so much, but that's another one based on the therapy for loving Kyber, which I'm sure I'll get onto eventually. But the problem here is that, yeah, so Luke looked at this monster. This He's not even a man. He's more machine at this point. As Obi-Wan says, more machine than man. And he looks at this monstrous machine and he sees the tiny flicker of light that was in him. And decides that he would be willing. I know it's his father and maybe that gives him some brownie points there. But he saw the the tiniest flicker of light in this monster of a machine. And decided that he would go as far as to give his own life. Risk his own life. Just to bring out that glimmer and to conquer the darkness. Now that embodies the whole theme of hope so much. The theme that Star Wars is based around, I know some people criticise the fact that because the original film was renamed A New Hope, that the word hope is used so much now in Star Wars, overused. But it's not, if you ask me. Hope is a key theme of Star Wars. That's why the original film was called A New Hope. Because Luke represented a new hope in the galaxy. After 20 years under the scourge of the Empire, after the Republic fell and the Jedi Order was wiped out, there was finally some hope left in the galaxy that some good could emerge. A Skywalker was back to fight for the day. So hope is very much at the centre of Star Wars. It's what it's about. A new hope will emerge. What is it they've sent us? Hope. Rebellions are built on hope. Yes, maybe the word can be overused, I'm saying in quotation marks, because it doesn't, because it's a key theme of Star Wars. And as Star Wars is essentially philosophy for children teaching them that theme of hope and embedding it in them through these characters is so perfect so when you have luke skywalker one of the most idealistic characters in fiction like there aren't many other heroes that look at the good like harry potter didn't look at voldemort and go and this isn't an insult to harry potter or the franchise by the way this is just how the stories are written and i'm just making a comparison harry potter didn't look at voldemort and go Oh, I can see the good in him. I can change him. Harry Potter knew his task was to kill Voldemort. Or at least to stop him and save the Wizarding World. That was the story that that character was thrust upon by the writers. And it's a brilliant story. I'm not denying that. I'm just merely using it for comparison. But then you've got Luke Skywalker, who in a similar setting, but trying to get across a different point in a different way. Harry Potter was very much about, you know, how Harry had hope and his friends had hope in him. Star Wars was very much about finding hope in the darkness. and But they went a different way about it. So Luke Skywalker was all about hope. He was the new hope for the galaxy. But he was one of the most optimistic characters in fiction, and especially in his own universe, that he could see the good in others when they couldn't. And he looked at Darth Vader, his father, and he could see past the mask. He could see 
Anakin Skywalker, the good man that fought in the Clone Wars and that Obi-Wan described in episode four. And he then in episode six is willing to give his life to try and save him. He, he, he tries to, yes, he gives into anger for a bit, tries to strike down the Emperor, fights Darth for a bit, chops off his hand, bit of revenge, not intentionally, realises what he's done and then throws away his lightsaber, unwilling to kill his father, convinced there's good in him, willing to die at the hands of the Emperor just to try and save his dad. And, and it works. Darth Vader, the Dark Lord of the Sith himself, possibly the most powerful Sith Lord to ever live, turns and becomes Anakin Skywalker again. Anakin Skywalker breaks free from the chains of darkness that Darth Vader had cast on him. He breaks free and fulfills his prophecy as the Chosen One. But that's all down to Luke. And yes, you could argue, and it is very true, that Vader turned because of his love for his son, and the fact he was unwilling to see his son die the same way his wife had died. He didn't want the last reminder of her to be killed. And he did love his son. But if Luke hadn't shown him love, it wouldn't have mattered. It was the fact that Luke was willing to die for him that for the first time Vader felt again. Vader felt warmth. He felt love. He, he felt Anakin. Vader was the result of pain and loss and the fact that he felt so alone and the suit perfectly represented his isolation as he was locked away from the rest of the world. But Luke represented a light and a warmth within him and the fact that he was willing to, to give his life just to save his father for that slight chance. Anakin broke free and, and the light within him shone through again. Flash forward to episode 8 and you see in a flashback, Luke senses a tiny bit of darkness and confusion in a young Ben Solo and his first reaction is to kill him. Now, I could have quite easily said they were two different characters and you could believe me because the ma the guy who saw good in Darth Vader, the tiny bit of good and was willing to die to bring it out, and the guy who saw a tiny bit of darkness in a confused young youngish child, I say young as teenage years, but that's not the point, a confused teenager, and decided killing him was the first reaction. That's not the same guy. It, it's just not. And it was that destruction of Luke Skywalker's... Luke Skywalker's character that really... It wasn't even the fact that Luke ran away and hid. That's kind of a Jedi thing when when they realize they've done something like Yoda and Obi-Wan hid for 20 years when the Empire rose and became hermits and, and hid away in reflection of their own mistakes so Luke realizing he made a mistake and hiding away is a very Jedi thing taking time to meditate and thing and even to an extent him thinking oh it's time for the Jedi to end like I can there's some logic behind how he came to that conclusion. I don't agree that he should have come to that conclusion. That's not what Luke would have done. But there was still somewhat logic behind that decision. In the fact that, you know, yeah, the Jedi did train Vader, I suppose. It was their own arrogance and, you know, this, that and the other. But Luke, I still don't believe, would have made that decision, if I'm completely honest. But that's still not even... I can forgive that over... The drastic change that they brought around with him trying to kill Ben Solo. That's not a Luke Skywalker thing to do. 
that's not the guy I watched in three previous films who was just the most badass hero ever. That's that's not him. That's not that's not the Jedi way. And that's, I think, the biggest bastardization that really wound me up in this film, let alone the plot, which I, I don't even know if I'm going to get onto the plot. The plot's just stupid. Sorry, why why are we running out of fuel in space? Don't you just float anyway? And if why don't the Star Destroyers just go faster? What's this whole, all the TIE Fighters will be out of range, bollocks. What's, what's, what's this all about? What, why can't you just speed up a bit and just shoot them? Like, just running out of fuel. Considering the whole plot of the film is, oh, we're running out of fuel. It's basically a car chase scene. Goes on for the whole film, but it's not high speed whatsoever. Like, I don't, I don't get it. Why Why was that decision made? Why Why are you running out of fuel? Does it matter if you run out of fuel? You fucking float anyway. Like, it's it's space. And then, then why don't the First Order just, just speed up a bit? Just go faster. They can go at light speed. Why don't they go, like, at half a light speed and just catch up? Why don't they just swarm in TIE Fighters? It just... That makes sense. Kylo Ren made it and he almost blew up one of their ships. Why don't you just send more of them with him? I don't... And then how come that ship's out of fuel, but you've got enough fuel to fuel the tiny little transports that then take you down to crate? Why not use that fuel to put into your big ships and then use your big ship to jump to light speed and get the fuck away? Why is there fuel in those tiny ones? What are they going to do? They get you down to crate, which is a dead end. That's not a smart plan. That's stupid. And then why does Laura Dern's character not tell Poe the plan? Because that's also stupid. Because her not telling Poe the plan is what results in Rose and Finn going to Canto Bight, which results in one of the worst scenes in all of cinema history, where instead of doing a Star War, they're... A, a horse racing track and they free the horses and there's an alien with big boobs that screams and BB-8 gets used as a fucking arcade gambling machine thing and then then there's the stuttering guy and who betrays that and then Captain and then they get captured and then Captain Phasma does fuck and all and then Finn gets great character development that's ruined later in the film where he's like she's like you were always scum and he's like rebel scum and he's finally admitted he's fighting for the cause and then as he goes to do his sacrifice Rose comes in and smacks a fucking ship into his and stops him from making the sacrifice that so would have saved the rebellion it's like love he's trying to fucking save your lives just let him make a sacrifice. And then she comes out with the most stupid line in cinema history. Oh, you don't win wars by killing what you hate. You win wars by saving what you love. That's 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 not how it works, is it? Like, I, I, the First Order aren't going, no, we can't shoot the rebels. Why not? Oh, no, it's not how you win wars. What, what do you mean? Well, no, you don't win the wars by, by shooting the other team. You're in wars by, by hugging your own teammates and telling them you love them. All oh, right, that, that doesn't make any sense. We've got, to, we've got to kill them to, to beat them. No, 
No, just come here and hug me, you big fella. No, I'd, I'd rather shoot a rebel. That seems more productive. No, give me a hug. No, no I'm going sh- to sh- Imagine that in Afghanistan. Fuck Star Wars. We're up in the Middle East right now, like, shooting up fucking ISIS, right? And then fucking the British soldiers are like, the general just comes in. Men, stop, 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 stop. Women, you as well, because we have women in the army now. T- stop, all of you, stop, 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 stop. Ah, what is it, General? When he says Sarge, you're not a Sarge. What is it, General? What do you do? We've got heavy artillery. We're going to you know, beat the enemy into submission. No. We're going to have a group hug. What, what do you mean we're going to have a group? They're shooting us. They're bombing people. Why are we... Because we've received orders from higher up that we've been doing this all wrong. What do you mean we've been doing this all wrong? Well, we've been told that you don't actually win wars by shooting the other team. No, that's not how you do it. That's not, we're doing it wrong. You win wars by saving what you love. And we're going to show our love and affection for each other with a group hug. We might even do the thing with a parachute. We throw it up in the air. We all sit on it and we all sit under the parachute. Does that sound like a fun group loving activity? Uh, so the, the ISIS are moving up on us. They've the got tanks. No, 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 it's fine. We will love each other and then we will... Wi- but, but sir, they've got cannon. Like I'm not, I'm not. They're about to drop a bomb on us. But if we love each other enough, we'll be safe. No, no, sir. I don't think you get it. They've got a bomb and big, big tanks with big guns and. Pew, 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 pew. No, no. We fucking a higher up told me, saving what you love. That's how you win wars. That no, Sarge. Oh fuck, we're dead. That's no. It's not how you win. I get the sentiment behind it is like, you know, you shouldn't kill people. You should spread love, uh, spread peace, not war. But that works before the war starts. If a war hasn't started yet, yeah, spread peace, do talking, spread love. That's fine. If a war has broken out, not going to lie, you win by pew-pewing the other team. I've played many a shooter games, whether it's Star Wars Battlefront 2, Apex Legends or Call of Duty. I've never won by going up to my teammate and going, I love you. I've won by shooting the other guy in the head. Or more more accurately, the other guy's won by shooting me in the head. That te- tends to be how it works. So, yeah, that is without a doubt the most stupid line in, in cinema history. And uh, that's my rundown of the plot of The Last Jedi. If you think it was stupid, uh, just imagine that stretched out for a couple more hours. And that is genuinely, genuinely what happens. <sighs> and now I'm going to get on to the most developed character in cinema history. Honestly, there has never been a character that has suffered such hardship because they actually, they were developed too much. And that is, uh, that's Ray Skywalker. Oh, sorry, sorry, no, not Skywalker. How silly of me. She's not a fucking Skywalker, right? Okay, and I'm not going to lie, I threw up in my mouth making that joke. Like, she's not a Skywalker, just Ray. Ray Palpatine, fuck it, that's better. Like, she's not a Skywalker. She, mm. (laughs) Also, another disclaimer before I I carry on with my rant about why I can't stand the character of Ray. Uh, any characters that I mention I dislike here, whether it be Rose or Ray, because uh, they're the only two I'm mentioning I dislike, uh, that is nothing against the actresses that portray them. I know both of them were actually bullied off social media for backlash for their characters. 
And to anyone listening to this right now, you, I hope you're not the kind of person you would do this. But if you are, you need to realise it's not the actors or actresses' fault. They are doing the best with what they've been given. Uh, I think Daisy Ridley and Kelly Tran Marie are both very good actresses. Daisy Ridley is especially a very good actress. They just weren't given the best material to work with, and that is... So, any slandering I'm doing, it is towards the characters and the way they are written, not the actresses themselves. So don't... Never target the actresses. They are just doing a job. It's the poor writing and direction for the characters that I'm... I'm critiquing, but even then, don't go after the writers, directors, and creative teams. You can not like them in private, but don't don't bully them or be horrible to them in on social media. Like no one deserves that. That's that's not fair. But anyway, Ray, Ray, oh, Ray. Why is she so good at everything? Like she just she trains for what two minutes, like using a pole on a rock, and the next minute she's using a lightsaber just fine, but she slices it through. Luke gives her like two minutes of training, one of which is like a joke where he's like, Oh, I'm gonna put a leaf on your hand. And then then after that she still So she goes from not being able to use the force properly to getting no training to being able to lift loads of rocks. I d- <laughs> Do I just miss the character development? Because yes, I've seen people make comparisons to Luke in Empire Strikes Back. And yes, whilst it's not clear how long he was on Dagobah, and I believe people are starting to agree on it, it was maybe somewhere between like four weeks and a couple of months, maybe three months he was there. It It's not made very clear. But you see him actually receive training from Yoda, and you see him start to progress and lift rocks slowly and maybe potentially nudge the X-Wing. So it's made apparent that he's had some training, and... By Return of the Jedi, it's made apparent that he's had even more training and time to read and study the Jedi texts. Whereas you get to Rey in The Last Jedi, and it's not even implied that she does any training. She has that one thing with Luke, where he senses her, goes straight to the dark side, has his little freak out, <coughs> then refuses to train her, then she twirls a stick and a lightsaber near a rock slices the rock in half uh then then luke sees the old help me everyone kenobi you're my only hope that's a terrible princess Leia impression by the way i don't know why she went c-3po ish um yeah and so he sees that and then then she confronts him by the way she she beats him up with a stick yeah someone who's had no training beats luke skywalker someone who could go toe-to-toe with Vader. I mean, Vader was holding back both times, let's be fair, because both times he was trying to tempt Luke to the dark side. But he's still held up against Vader. Um, Which Rey could not. Let's face it, I've seen a lot of things recently saying Rey's better than Darth Vader, and you're wrong. I saw things say like Rey's stronger than Luke, Vader, Anakin, who are no technically the same people, but Mace, Yoda, Obi-Wan. I'm like, no. Right, and this is like because apparently there's a new online Star Wars trading card game that's come out recently, and she's more powerful than in this game, like stat wise and power, like base power wise, than all of these characters I've listed beforehand. And I just can't help but think how wrong they are. If Ray were to face in a fight Darth Vader, Luke Skywalker, 
Anakin Skywalker, Mace Windu, Yoda, or Obi-Wan, all, any one-on-one, Ahsoka Tano, that's another female character, just throw that in there, she'd lose, right? Even John Boyega, when asked who would win in a fight, Ray or Anakin, said, well, Anakin, easily. Anakin would come in, force push her and hold her against a wall, while still fighting and beating the whole First Order on his own. Anakin, all those previous Jedi are in a completely different league, to where she is force-wise and just combat-wise. Like, there's no comparison. I'm not saying she's bad, but she's a bad character. But compared to those other... She's probably around the level of, say, an average Jedi during the Age of the Republic. Maybe a bit more. But compared to the likes of Luke, Obi-Wan, Yoda, Anakin, Maze, Vader, and then on the dark side, Vader or Dooku, she wouldn't stand a chance. She's just not that good. And that's that's the that's the truth of it. She's not. From what we've seen in the films, she's not good enough to hold her own with that. If she were to face fucking Darth Vader in a fight, I'm sorry, she would get f- fucking murdered in seconds. There's no way. There's literally no way she would be able to stand toe-to-toe with Darth Vader. Because <laughs> he's just not... <clears throat> No, Darth Vader's the best Jedi killer in the galaxy. He's not. In terms of raw force power, he can't be matched. There's not. She No, Ray, I'm sorry. You've got nothing on my boy Vader. You've got nothing on the likes of Obi-Wan either. They're just better Jedi than you because you haven't been given the right thing shown in the films. You can lift rocks, great. Obi-Wan beat the Chosen One. Darth Vader then learned from his mistakes and became far more powerful than that. Like, you're not winning. So that's... Let's pipe that whole thing down, Disney. Your character isn't better than, than Ray. No. Ray is your character. Ray isn't better than the older characters. Unless you show her doing stuff amazing, she'll never be their level. But even then, you've got to make sure she's earned that, by the way. Make sure she has earned the level that they earned. You, those previous characters have earned it. We know they got there through training. We don't know that with Ray. So let's balance that out. And before I get the uh, the people coming at me saying, oh, you just don't like her because she's a strong female character lead. Um, I'll point you to one of my favourite characters in fiction history. You might have heard of her, Princess fucking Leia, right? And yeah, she wasn't necessarily the lead in the original Star Wars films. But my God, Carrie Fisher, Billy Lord, her daughter, and even George Lucas herself always described Princess Leia as the princess who was never in distress. Because... And George Lucas said that, that he cast Carrie Fisher because she was Princess Leia to a T. Because Princess Leia was always getting Han Solo and Luke Skywalker out of the messes that they got themselves into. Luke and Han were constantly creating trouble and creating messes, and Leia was the one that was in there, getting them the fuck out of it. Right? Princess Leia was frankly the leader of that group. Yeah, Luke was the Jedi of the group. I'm not denying that. But Leia was a princess, a senator, a soldier and just an all-round hero, and eventually a mother, right? And she was so strong. Princess Leia is the ideal strong female character. She's funny, but and clever, and strong, and kind, but still flirty. She's still feminine. You know, she wore a fucking dress throughout the whole Death Star thing, and was still going around shooting up stormtroopers, right? In the bloody... Um, detention cell bit she's the one who gets them out of the mess by getting them into the garbage chute like trash compactor 
She was the cleverest of those three. She was the bravest of the three of them. Well, I mean, they were all brave, and Luke was definitely brave as well, and so was Han, but she was the boss of those three. As a group, she was the leader, and she was the one, she was the smart one. She was the one with the plan, and she was the one that knew that when the other two fucked up, I can sort things out for them. You know, Luke could be nothing without his sister, and Han would be nothing without the woman that he loved. So whilst, yeah, she was the female love interest as well of Han and Luke before, you know, the whole switcheroo with deciding to make her his sister last minute. But she was vulnerable, yet still strong. You saw her watch her planet die, but, and yes, you could see the, how upset she was, but she chose to remain strong, but she was still visibly upset. When Luke saw Obi-Wan died, she, she put her problems aside for him. She was that strong, even though she'd just seen her planet blown up. But she was still vulnerable. She still had feelings. Like when Luke told her that Vader was her father, which was a big reveal, you could see the shock in her eyes. Princess Leia was... She was something special. And I think only... There aren't many people who are more special than Princess Leia. But one of them is the woman who played her. And I can feel myself getting a bit teary-eyed now thinking about this, so I do apologise if I, if I, if you can hear sort of the sadness in my voice. But as George Lucas always said, and he actually, I was watching a thing today, funnily enough, it was like a tribute, maybe to uh, 2017 it was, for the 14th anniversary of Star Wars, where George Lucas said some nice words in tribute of Carrie Fisher, who obviously died uh, the previous December. And he said she was princess leia like and billy lord her daughter actually came on as well and she said that even carrie didn't know where princess ended and carrie started and because they were one in the same they were both you know funny intelligent mouthy strong women but who were also vulnerable you know suffered from anxiety at times and worries and sadness they they were human but always had a smile on their face and and Kerry loved Star Wars for that reason, the fact that it brought so many people together. Her best friends were made filming the, the, the films, and she loved being Princess Leia. Because she, I remember seeing an interview where she said how so many mothers have come up to her and said, oh, how do I explain the whole bikini scene? Because, oh, it's so offensive. And Kerry's like, it's not offensive. She's like, well, of course it is. It's offensive to women. How do I explain... Explain to her, to my daughter why why you were wearing that bikini in the film. Carrie Fisher would always just turn around to them and go, explain that an evil slug monster made me wear it, and then I killed him for it. And that's so true. Yes, I suppose the scene is sexualized with her in the bikini, but Carrie hit the nail on the head. Why are people getting offended by that? So she had a feminine sexed up scene, right? She then kills the guy not too many scenes later because she's Princess Leia. She's a woman, but she's a woman who can get the fucking job done. And Kerry knew that, and she had the sense of humour about it. Like, well, just explain what happened. I killed the guy afterwards after he forced me to do it. No drama, it's not offensive, and your daughter can watch it, and it's fine. And she loved the fans, and she loved the franchise for what it meant to people and what it meant to her. And I think characters like Ray and other female characters that are being forced into being strong female characters these days are maybe in not an insult, but 
a poor reflection on the legacy of people like Carrie Fisher and their characters, Princess Leia. I know this this podcast has taken a completely different turn into into characters now, but I strongly feel that Princess Leia and Carrie Fisher stood for something. They were strong women, but they didn't need to be strong for the sake of strong, and they didn't need to be bland, like stoic, oh, I can do anything, I'm a strong character. You know, men characters are like that, and they're boring. Any character like that is boring. You need vulnerability in no matter what gender you are. And I think the public needs to get out of their head that the main character's genders matters. If you write the character as a human with faults and vulnerabilities, you will have a good character. And that is what Ray lacked. She didn't have any faults or vulnerabilities. Tell me where Ray messed up in any of the films. She didn't. Luke lost to Vader. He rushed in too early, lost his hand and almost lost his life and almost lost hope. One of the last hopes for the galaxy. You know, Ray, she does everything right. And that's where she fails, where so many other good heroic leads have failed. Not because she's a woman, but because she was written poorly, because people think if you're writing a strong woman, she needs to just be strong and not that. Whereas characters like Princess Leia prove otherwise. And I know this that can sort of completely derailed for a minute then, but I think a bit of passion and emotion had to be released there. But that is, there's some of the major problems of The Last Jedi. The characterization of Rey, the plot just being a bit weird, and the ruining of an icon like Luke Skywalker really just detracted from the film. And it's a shame because... The visuals are brilliant, and there is that one scene that feels so Star Wars. But I think Ryan made the mistake in trying to be different. Yes, it it's... A, it, I'm never going to crush being different, but in a story that's linear, like the Star Wars Skywalker saga, drifting too far from the common themes and what matters to the franchise, I think, can be a detriment. If he did a spin-off, it might not be too bad, but in the co- chronological saga... I think trying to divert too much from what made the franchise what it was wasn't necessarily the best idea. And that is why this week, Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi, you have failed! And uh, that does it for this week, guys. Thank you so much for listening and tuning in every week so far. If you do enjoy it, please join the Discord server and follow me on Twitter and the show on Twitter, and share with your friends if you think they also enjoyed. And I will speak to you next week, guys.